Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. to the 247th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Coming at you on a Friday. I feel like we haven't recorded on a Friday, like, I don't want to say ever, but in a while. Yeah, it certainly has been a while. Um, I think Fridays are usually pretty tough for us, right? Because we're, we're usually doing something. Yeah, I guess that's kind of, yeah, yeah, I guess that's part of the reason, right? Fridays that like you know you, you finally make it to the weekend. Not even saying we're going out or any or staying. Oh uh, no, out I'm late, going to bed soon. But <laughs> but we're it's, recording eight o'clock and I'm going to bed soon. It's it's the it's the uh, the prospect of just having nothing like no obligations on Saturday morning, at least no work obligation on Saturday morning. That makes Friday just kind of the I- ideal night to either you know go out to get food, hang out with friends, or just like kick it until you decide to go to sleep. But today, yeah. we're recording today because, you know, I got a baby now. You got you got obligations on the weekend. And it just it's just become easier for us to kind of like pick a random day to record rather than just stick to that strict Sunday schedule. The uh, yeah, the Sundays are something that we were able to do for a long time. But I think what we're appreciating now is uh, the flexibility. I mean, it's certainly the uh, the long weekend, but. Uh, with Labor Day, uh, but that doesn't mean that we necessarily have more time. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where we'd like to try and almost like free up more of our time going into the long weekend, just to either do things that we want to do, or uh, I don't know, like even if it just means like more time to relax. So I'm gonna I'm gonna deviate from the plan. Can I talk to you about something for a minute? Something that we yeah. talked a little bit about earlier today, but I was telling you how. I haven't really taken a proper holiday in a while. Now, that's not to say that like, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, or even even Memorial Day or Labor Days in the past, I haven't not worked. Wait, is that is that the right word? I haven't yeah, yeah. But it's it's atypical. It's weird for me now to think, oh, I don't like I'm not get I'm not gonna get not only am I not gonna get paid for this, but like I really shouldn't be working because you know, this is a I'm I I'm I'm scheduled or I I'm being paid for forty hours as a grad student. It's just a little different. But as a grad student, it's kind of like uh, the faster you get this done, the faster you graduate, that type of thing. And so, oftentimes, I'd find myself working super late or working through holidays or working over weekends. I'm not really trying to set that precedent with this job. Not to say that I don't have that same type of work ethic or the ability to do it, but what I'm afraid to do is establish a precedent that. I'm getting X amount of work done and other people aren't really aware of how many hours I'm putting in. You can make some type of assumption like, oh, he's putting in way more than 40, but I don't really want to get, get, I don't want to get, I don't want to become known as a person who's going to be working like 60 or 80 or, or however many, like I, I don't mind doing these things from time to time. Right. But like not a consistent basis. I'm not trying to be doing like 80 hour weeks and have them think like that's what I'm willing to do on a consistent basis so that way I get assigned projects and things that when I need an appropriate work-life balance. And so I guess what I was telling you earlier today was that is a it's a weird it's a weird place to be because I haven't really had that in like ever since we were like in school when there was really nothing to do. 
The uh, what's interesting is you say that you get paid for forty hours of work. Yeah, I like it. That is that is the these are the assumptions. Like you're expected to be here from nine to five. Um, any so what I guess what I'm what I'm really saying is I'm not going to get paid anymore. I'm not going to get paid more for working overtime. I'm salaried. There's no clock in. There's no clock out. So that that's kind of what I'm getting at. Gotcha. Any 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 additional time I'm giving to the company for free. Well, so I guess I'm just going to noodle in on this a little bit because uh, I've never worked at a place assuming it was only 40 hours outside of Target where you clocked in and clocked out. Yeah. As an hourly employee. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think so I ever made every... 40 hours when we were working at Target. Maybe like 30. Um, no, I definitely worked more than 40 mm. for sure. Um just this idea and i think this is also due to like the geographic like location of where we work um i have always assumed that i would work more than 40 hours a week that was just i think how my environment has conditioned me to treat the relationship that i have with work you know what i mean yeah i mean it all started with ogilvy and then like i think the least stressful uh schedule i've ever had was probably at american express but that was because i could very seriously get rid of travel like commute schedules considering right you were really close right right considering i was an eight minute walk from work yeah it was really easy for me to get to and from work without really like any issues yeah that was super convenient Right, and it was still at a time when you and I were still getting, uh, getting some uh, solid gaming sessions in. Well, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, for lack of a better phrase. So, wait, can I ask? Decide, you, what's your? How long's your commute now? Uh, twenty to forty minutes. Okay, not the worst. Yeah. Um, it's also probably the most amount of time I'll spend outside on a daily basis if I'm not working out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think it's also this idea of like, uh, if if your relationship with work is more of like working to live than instead of living to work then i think your relationship uh, makes sense right i think it's one of those things that everyone needs to come to some kind of resolution for themselves to figure out what kind of role your career plays and i think up until this point i've certainly optimized it in one direction not necessarily saying that's right for everybody Mm-hmm. But it's definitely something that I've put a lot of focus and energy on. Yeah. So I. So let me let me let me give you. Uh, I guess quickly exp- explain like the type of work that I that I'm doing. So I'm in an academic lab. So what I do is still very similar to what I would do in my old as a graduate student. I'm working on projects, and the final deliverable is a published paper, and. What can happen oftentimes in this type of environment is you're you're really in charge of just about everything. And so it's very easy to feel like your work is your baby. And it's very easy then to to put in much more time. Um, but obviously, as I've mentioned, like six over the last like 10 episodes, we got a baby now. And 
got to make sure that I'm, you know, I've got to make sure that I'm a home. I'm, so even before the baby, it was really as soon as it was when Lane and I got married. So before when I was when I was living on my, um, at my parents' house, when we when we didn't live together, I don't know how many hours I would spend in the office, but sometimes I would leave the office at like 9 p.m. Like I would just stay there super late. Right. And it was because there were, you know, there was no nobody waiting at home for me to arrive. There uh-huh. was I wasn't like I wasn't heading back home to eat dinner with somebody but when we got married it pretty it pretty quickly turned into okay if i'm in the office i want to make sure that i'm out of here by like six o'clock at the latest and what why is that like because you're, you're saying after you got married yeah so there was uh, there was that expectation that i would be i would be at home eating dinner with with lena do um you know if i if i if i needed to work more i could come home eat and then head head down to the basement or head up to the office when the office was upstairs and get back to work. Uh, it was just that time that we could share together because she was she she has um, pretty strict. Um, I don't want to say I don't want to say eight hour days, but she's in the office from whatever time in the morning that she gets there. Sometimes she gets there early, but she's almost always back home by like five fifteen ish because she's really close to the close to the house. So. Yeah, it's it's to uh, spend a little time with each other, and right now my commute is about let's we'll just like say it's about an hour and a half each way. So I get into the office typically just a little bit before nine, and I leave right around like five oh five, and that is for the sake of the train schedule because I don't have very much flexibility when it comes to that. So it would actually be difficult for me to put in any more time, like actually working than what I do already without um, pretty much eliminating any type of uh, time with the family afterward. So that's the main thing. That's the major thing when it comes to to that uh, that scheduling. But I just it, it's it's different. Yeah, different priorities. Like I, I, I guess I spent all those years of working extra time as a graduate student and now that i'm not and now that i have you know a young family i just Mm -hmm. don't think that's where i should be with my with my life yet or in my career right now now as the kids you know so assuming we have more than one kid so as gordon gets older and and any future kids get older and, and become a little bit more independent and like that's early years i'm not saying when they're like 13 14 but like when they're in maybe kindergarten or or, or early elementary school it just makes that a little bit easier you know we don't have to i don't have to rush home to try to give the kid a bath or or try to relieve elena for a little bit because she's been spending all the time with him but it's just uh it it, we've and i know we've talked about it a million times before like hitting these different chapters of your life and hitting these different like like you start having these major shifts whether it's marriage or having a kid or getting a new job. And I'm kind of seeing that in full force and trying to just try to reason with myself. And again, because that work-life balance is really important to me right now, I'm, I'm like trying to be careful not to set that precedent that, hey, I'm willing and totally gonna be doing this all the time, working every waking moment that I'm not spending when I'm sleeping and maybe like an hour or two when I'm hanging out with with my wife and baby that I'm working. Like I don't wanna, because, and, and it's also partially just because my commute's so long. If, I, if it was like two minutes, I think I'd probably be a little bit more willing to do that, you know, put an extra few hours, you know, an extra hour or two a day. But 
like I kind of calculate that whole commute time into work too. Cause like that's time that's not really mine. That's, I mean, because I'm sitting on the train, You're not te- wrong. technically, technically it's mine. I can, you know, I've been watching a lot of uh, like Netflix and, and such, but that isn't really what my choice would be to do if I had that time to myself completely, you know, I'd much rather be going to the gym right now. I actually canceled my cross or not canceled, but I put my CrossFit membership on hold because I just haven't been able to make it to, to, to classes anymore. I think after I started the job, I probably made it to like four to six classes. So maybe a little bit more than that, but around like a low number. So in the last, in, in the last month and a half, I've hardly been to any classes and that's not even, that's not even really Gordon's fault. It's really been the work's fault. So trying to uh trying to like adjust my schedule for that and then again not have those high expectations of oh yeah i'm gonna be get like you can you can assign this to me i'm gonna take this i'm gonna take this project on and just do it immediately i I can't have that happening the uh you're absolutely right about adding the commute time into all that stuff and you have a pretty inflexible commute time right now yeah unfortunately yeah. The days that I work from I home, think, though, it's nice. You know, I, I, I log on. <laughs> I can log on at like seven something because I'm up. I'm, yeah. I'm up now by like 6 a.m., 6.15 a.m., kind of at the latest. So if I'm working from home and I'm still waking up at that same time, I could be logged in at like seven some and, and work until, you know, whenever. Yeah, I think what's what's tough is just you. I mean, how focused are you at work? Are you really good at just like sort of buckling down and getting what you need to get done done? Yeah, so I've been really, I've been, I don't want to, I didn't want to be like the type of, I don't want to be the person, you know, opening up YouTube and doing whatever when I'm working. So I'm pretty, oh, I'm, well, so I, I mean, I, I, that was me when I, you know, when I, as a grad student, right? I'd be watching Netflix stuff. I'd be listening, I actually listened to um, most of Chappelle's specials when I was at the new job recently. Although I just kind of had it in like a minimized window, it was really just like background at that point. But I've been pretty good at staying pretty focused at work with this job. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll stay that way, especially as I feel like as especially as I start to transition out of that like new guy role and feel like okay, I, I'm a, like I'm a, I'm aware of kind of the office dynamic, and people certainly do um watch youtube and and even play phone games and stuff but there is that like differences the difference in um team role so the people that i see doing that are actually the grad students and they have different responsibilities than i have you know a a, a full employee and the people who are are like full-on employees i don't really see doing that so i'm like all right well they're not doing it i ain't trying to do that too you know so i usually just try to keep the screen clear just focused on work for the most part and uh and just hunker down yeah um i hear you i think people people definitely know that i uh i have stuff up at work uh it's kind of <laughs> like oh what are you watching <laughs> oh what um, you watching today oh some cyberpunk yeah. 20 what 20 20 whatever 2077 yeah the good news is i deliver right yeah so th- yeah that's the thing yeah i that's i think that's kind of what i'm waiting for at this point i just want to make sure that i'm able to deliver before I start to like look like I'm slacking off because I don't want to look like I'm slacking off and not be slacking off but people not right. know that right hell yeah um yeah I usually have something going on in the uh, in the background yeah and it's usually like a super small window and uh yeah I sort of just have it up while I'm working you know yeah 
Anyways, uh, speaking of focusing at work, uh, last night there was uh, a flight deal to Tokyo from New York. It was like six hundred. I'm still waiting and, to see how this relates to work. Yeah, right. Six hundred. Well, talking about spending time at work, right? Oh, okay, got um, it. Got it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to be uh, taking another uh, vacation from work. We're like, wait, six hundred dollars. Six hundred and thirty dollars from New York to oh, Tokyo. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's awesome. And so what we're doing is uh, we uh, we're leaving the twenty seventh of February and coming back like the eighth of March. So we're flying okay. in, in like forty eight hours before the uh, before the marathon in Tokyo. Sort of get acclimated locally. Okay. Um, go to the expo and all that stuff, and then run it, and then basically like chill in Japan for about a, a week, and then come back. What's the temperature like in Japan at that time? I didn't really realize that this it'll was be a chillier. Winter. Yeah, yeah, it'll certainly be chillier. And what's also tough is. Um, the farmer's almanac is uh calling it a like a polar coaster i think a this polar year coaster <laughs> oh okay <laughs> let me see that polar coaster yeah in february it's supposed to average get temp- highs are 51 yeah really really cold winter this year yeah um so i just hope that we don't get too much snow i don't mind if it's just cold um i Probably will be famous last words. Uh, I also yeah. think this year, this is the year I'll be running uh, way more in the wintertime because normally I don't run too often in the wintertime. Uh, and that's where I put on a little bit of winter weight. But because I'll still be marathon training, like the only time I'll be taking off is right after the New York marathon. I'll probably take about three weeks off. And then December 1, I basically get right back in it. So How many? Least, I'll, Sorry, go ahead. keep going. Keep no, going. go ahead. How many marathons are you planning on running this year? Uh, two this year. So just Berlin and New York. Okay. For 2019. 2020 will be Tokyo and New York. So after Tokyo, I'll basically like chill and like focus more on speed again. Because what I'm finding out is that I'm just running like really, really slow comparatively. Um, because uh, I'm more like saving energy. And I think what I'm going to do is try and focus more on speed for the uh, for the shorter races like this, five miler, six milers, even half marathons. I'm not going to stop running half marathons. Mm-hmm. I think half marathons are things that I can sort of pop out on a weekend and just like uh, maintain <laughs> a little bit. That's really funny. Um, That's funny to me. I understand, yeah. but it's still funny to me. Yeah, I mean it's like kind of like when you were in your uh, like like peak. Uh, crossfit you know like when you did something just like sort of maintain like you could still do a lot to maintain yeah um but anyways so yeah next year will be uh what's it called tokyo and new york and i think it's like the 50 50th anniversary of the new york marathon so that'd be really cool to do or to yeah that next year and then i think the following year i'm going to try and do london and new york and then maybe the the year after that, I'll try and do like Chicago and New York. I'm not trying to do more than two a year, I don't think, because it's just it's really hard on me to like be training this much. Yeah. Um. So what I want to do though is, like, so you know how I've told you like in these like New York Roadrunners, uh, 
sponsored races. New York Roadrunners is like the largest running organization that we have. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that like actually run New York City Marathon, all that stuff. Uh, the uh, they have these things. I have a system called corrals, and the way the corrals work is the faster you are, the closer you are up at the front. Uh, so they have like double A and then single A, B, C, D, uh, all the way down to like L, uh, and it's based on your I want to say 10k pace. Um, and so if you run a slower I'm sorry, if you run a longer race on a 10K, there's like an, an official equation that sort of extrapolates your time down to a 10K pace and vice versa if you're only running 5K, right? Right. Um, for a long, long time. So I started out in J like three years ago and then I worked my w- way up to D. Uh, and then this year I like balled out on, on a race. I was like, I'm just going to push as hard as I can. I don't care if I throw up. And then I got it to a C. Nice. I was feeling pretty good. Like it came out of nowhere too. Like I wasn't, I wasn't feeling like I would like that was going to be the race that like I was going to do this on. Uh, but, but the fact that I did was like it was really uh, really exciting. And then I think what I'm going to try and do is get to B at some point. And if I can get to A, that'd be great too. But there's like a whole thing of like body composition and diet and strength training and the obviously it's not just running at a certain point. It's yeah. uh, sort of like the whole thing, and so I am. Uh, I'm getting there. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's uh that's from a travel perspective that we know of right now for 2020. Uh, Carolyn and I are also trying to figure out like trips to finally crossing off Hawaii and Iceland. Uh, she's never been to Hawaii. She's always wanted to go to Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii, but we wanted to go to Kauai. Yep, where we just um, were. Yep, so we want to do Kauai, and then I also want to do Iceland, a place I've been talking about for the better part of a decade, yeah. where everyone and their mom has already gone. Uh, yeah, my, my Iceland's little brother all... just went really, uh, like, uh, two months ago. Yeah, and there is a very specific way that I've been thinking about doing uh, Iceland. Uh, I want to do the Golden Route. I want to do it over a couple of days. Um, I want to stay at like all the nice Airbnbs that I found or the eco hotels that I found, um, and like really take it easy and then see all of the, uh, the sites and all that stuff. So don't, I don't want to feel like, um, I don't want to like rush it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So that was my connection to work in the sense that I have to. <laughs> You gotta get away from work. I gotta get away from it for a little bit. Yeah, next year I, it makes sense. It all it all makes sense. Um, yeah, Lane and I don't have. Uh, I guess we we so we're going to we're going to Orlando, um, for Christmas because her mom has a house there, and we're actually going in less than two months. In it, we're going in like a month. We're going to, we're going to Orlando again in like a month. So. Not again in a month. We're going in a month, and we're going to go again like Christmas. Um, and she's thinking about doing an England trip. In, yeah, she, in like she was March talking about that. or something like that. But that isn't scheduled. But she is tracking the flights, so we'll see if that one happens. I don't think at least we have anything on the books yet. And I was telling you the other day, I was like, I can't believe you. We all, the four of us, me, you. Carolyn and Elena were together for like 
a couple of hours, a few hours last weekend, and we didn't once talk about the potential Alaska slash Iceland trip. I feel like we could have ironed yeah. out a lot of details <laughs> right then and there, and it it like didn't even yeah. cross my mind. Um, it I remember, I didn't I don't can't even tell you if I thought about doing it. Um, I just remember asking like vacation stuff. Yeah, and then never really following it up with that because that's where I found out that you guys were looking. At least uh, Elena's trying to do like a three weeker in England, yeah. and I don't remember like really like, connecting the dots in a sense. Yeah, like, oh yeah, we should we should talk about that. Right. Yeah, it yeah. totally would have made sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I totally would like to do it at some point. Um, I know that Iceland is cheaper. But yeah. Certainly not sure of like how to, how it would all uh how it would all play out. I think it's like getting four of our uh schedules to line up is gonna be uh work in and of itself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. At some point. I I mean, for me right now, I don't have anything planned out that far in advance, but I I certainly imagine that there are gonna be some conferences or some workshops that will be that I'll have the opportunity to attend or even present at. And that would be what I need to like keep an eye out for. But at this point, since I'm so new, I don't really have any, I don't even have any prospects of that. So we'll see what happens. I guess, I guess that trip would be a little less than a year from now. So we'll see what happens in about six months when we really need to start making moves on that one. But I'm hoping that it's, it's, I'm hoping it's a lot easier than we think. Just like, all right, we're blocking these two weeks off. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, figuring out the actual time to to do that, we'll uh you know, we'll we'll figure it out at some point. Yeah. Anyways, um what else did I want to talk to you about? You were gonna ask uh, me about, yeah, we're going about to... Gordon's one month. Oh yeah. Yeah. How did you celebrate? We didn't we didn't do anything at all, to be honest. We uh Lena took a bunch of pictures of him, which were which were great. And I I was at work all of a sudden. I get I get a bunch of pictures in my in my uh, in my WhatsApp. So I check them out and see all these pictures of Gordon. My favorite is the one when he's sitting in the couch in the little sofa. The Gordon amazing, seat. amazing the, because of the look on his face, but also yeah. the one where he's crying just just because like this is typical Gordon right now. That, that that boy that boy just loves to cry. We were driving back from my parents' house today, and usually he's really good in the car. He uh he is pretty soothed by the uh the, the motion of the road, but there was a lot of traffic, so we were still a lot, and at some point he woke up and he just wouldn't stop crying. So we had to drop off our rent check and and then come back home. And so we had to stop and do a feeding before we left just to to try to sue them, and even then we didn't like completely fill them up. So coming back home was 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 a uh, some more some more crying, but yeah, we we didn't we didn't really do anything special. I think I think that specialness will come at that one year, and that even even the one year birthday is is just for the parents. You know, he's not gonna remember. He probably won't even remember his two year old his two his two year birthday, but. Yeah, I, I think what's crazy is just how fast it's how fast it's gone. Lane is about to have to return to work <laughs> in, in just over oh, a week man. now. 
And that so seems so fast. It is, yeah, just six weeks. But she'll be able to. She gets another two weeks that she can take any time between, um, or any time within the first year of him being alive. So she's gonna take that during that October time when we go to Florida. We're gonna go with her, her dad, her stepmom, and her brother when they come to visit in in a month. So she'll take that two weeks then. But yeah, it's kind of crazy how short of a time you get off at most companies in the u.s other countries man you get like six months some places you get like a year it's a weird thought to have to it's a weird thought to like especially since we have since we do have help you know her mom my parents stepdad like there's a lot of people around who who could help but a lot of people don't have that option and so even worst case for us would be like, okay, you got to go back to work now. Now we have to put him in daycare because we don't have any other options. I mean, I, a lot of daycares, they, they're like, okay, they, you know, they take, they take six week goals for this, for this, I guess, specific purpose. Most people get six weeks off. So when your child's six weeks old, put him in here, we got him. But it's, uh, and like I, I, I'm quite confident that they're 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 more than qualified. They're capable of handling it. But one, it's expensive, and two, you know, it's your baby. You know, you kind of you kind of want your baby to be <laughs> to be with people that you know and and get the individual care that that. that you feel they deserve. And so that's kind of where where we are with it. Um, how is the process of finding it going so far? Because I've never obviously gone through looking to find daycare so how does that process even work where are you guys in that process right now are the things that are like surprising so we're slacking when it comes to that because um we are trying to hold off lena wants to try to get to the new year potentially even further um just depending on on uh familial help um so she we we visited one daycare, only only one, and it's one of the more popular ones in the area. It's called the Early Learning Center. It's operated by the University of Delaware, or at least I don't know if it's operated by or owned or how it really works, but they're affiliated with the University of Delaware. And so employees at the university actually get priority on their wait list. And the wait list is a thing that you have to deal with as a parent trying to get your child into daycare because a lot of daycares are full at capacity. And so for your child to get in, you need to get on a wait list. You need to get in the queue to, to get in unreal. there. And so with one of the craziest things is that daycare, if, you, if you're going to be one of those people who doesn't have any options and you need your child in ASAP, you need to get into a, onto a daycare's wait list before your child is born. So let's say you want to go to the early learning center and they have a wait list. That wait list could be like several months long. So I don't know what they're, oh I don't God. really know like the realistic length is at this time. I can't remember what it was when they said it, but they did say that university um, uh, staff and students get priority over non-affiliated people. So let's say since I'm not affiliated with them anymore, Lane is not, we would have to wait like however many months before he can get in. So that would be, that is one of the surprising things that we, that, that I found not every i don't think every daycare has a wait list but, but i also think that's because some daycares are are um are are shittier than others <laughs> for the lack of a better word that i came up with in my head i think it makes it makes sense anyway so 
I think what would happen is if we couldn't get into our ideal daycare because we waited too long to get onto a wait list, you put them into one of these crappier ones for a short period of time. And then as soon as that spot opens up, you transfer them to the new daycare. Now, the thing is daycare is expensive. Daycare at the early learning center for an infant. I can't remember if I talked about this before, but it's about $1,400 a month. Uh, for a toddler, I think it's 1200 and, uh, so like, you know, if I guess they transition when they're about two years old to, to a toddler. So you save about $200 a month at that point. But the thing is, if you have two children that if it like, it, let's say you have a toddler and an infant, like that is $2,600 a month that you got to be putting into daycare. That's a lot of money. And a lot of people, that's why a lot of people like, it doesn't make any sense to work anymore. And they'll quit their job. And when I was telling Lena, because she was saying that, I was like, well, like, even if you were breaking even, because it like, in reality, it were not really like, it, in reality, it were, we're still netting positive on that, at that point, right. But I was like, you know, in, you, you kind of got to think about the the career sacrifice that you're making at that point. Because if you actually like your job, if you like what you're doing, you don't like it might make sense to lose that money on the daycare in order to further your career because if you if you take a year two three years off getting back in where you were isn't really going to work out so well so those are like some of the things that we've thought about and we obviously don't have a solution or a plan for what we'll do at that point yet it'll you know we'll think more about that when i guess when when elaine is pregnant again but like it's a tough whoa, goal whoa 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 pregnant again i said when we're not we're not we're not making any Do you have something that you have to announce today <laughs> i didn't announce no, that she was pregnant the last time until she was like 35 but you guys want weeks. more kids though right yeah we 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 want we want maybe one more or two. i think i think for me but at the never time, more like, than three but you could be talking the four <laughs> i think what we would have for three to happen we would have to have twins and that was that might be my worst nightmare <laughs> if we were, if we went to the doctor and they're like you, you're pregnant with twins i'm like oh shoot lena lena always wanted twins she was like hope praying for twins and her main reason was because she wanted to just knock it all out at once just have the two at once and if she wanted three then it, you know it's just two for the price of one and i'm like the the it if Thinking about how hard it's been with Gordon right now, if our first child, if our first child turned out to be twins, that would be brutal. And my my nephews are twins. They were that was uh, my sister's uh, her her first two kids were twins, and it is brutal, man. The sleep like you you can't produce enough milk, so you got like you got to be given formula. Like breast milk alone, at least, isn't an option. I don't think, or maybe it is, but it's super tough. Uh, the the lack of sleep that you're getting the amount of money that you're spending on diapers and wipes like it's everything is just twofold everything that we're doing now is times two i can't imagine doing even with all the help that we have so twins no i don't want them uh but yeah we we, i I want i definitely want another i know lena wants another for a while or at least for a short period of time after we had gordon i was like oh my god like this i don't want to say i was i was completely overwhelmed but I was feeling a, I was feeling anxious about the whole thing. It was such a big change. It's like you're you're coming home with this person who's not gonna leave. Like there, it's you can't. There's no give. You can't give them back. 
This is this is someone who's coming with you. Back. This is this is it's not even just oh they're here to you know the joke that I made on Instagram like oh 17 months 17 years 11 months until he gets to move out. But like it's not just like the 18 year commitment there's the time after when they need your guidance and help and whether you're paying for college and all that other stuff or providing them a place to stay after like after they graduate high school. There's it, it's a lifetime commitment. Like this is to the rest of, this is till the end of your life. And I was feeling a bit anxious and, and, and again, I don't want to say it was overwhelmed, but it was just a lot of emotions that I was feeling at the time and compounding that with like the, just the, the prospect of these massive change, the actual day to day of got to change his diaper. He's hungry. He's, 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 uh, he's tired. He just is fussy just for the sake of being fussy. It was just a lot to deal with. And, and I was like, man, I don't know. We could, we could be fine with just one kid. But at this point, as we start to get, we've started to get used to things. I'm like, yeah, yeah. We want that second one. Yeah. I've talked to people that, so one of my coworkers, she has an older child and she's kind of had like both situations. She has an, a child who's much older, much older than um, their siblings and so that child, for all intents and purposes, was an only child for a long portion of their life, yeah. maybe like ten years before oh, wow. they before they had another, their next sibling or a sibling, and then they had two kids, pretty much like you know, kind of back to back. So I think one child is like five right now, and the other is three, two or three. And what she was saying was that when you have that only child, you are the person who needs to entertain and occupy that person. So. All those questions that the child's going to have, they're always coming to you. When they want to play, they're coming to you. But if you have another sibling who is a similar age as you, you know, you're, you're going to be expending a ton of energy just hanging out with that person. Sure, you'll answer questions and do this and that and break up fights, but it's just a different. It's, it's different. But. I mean, who else is going to be able to answer all those like why questions, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's gotta be uh, that's gotta be on you. It's gotta be pops, mom yeah, and pops. Um, I think it'd be really cool to to sort of wait for that announcement. Yeah, well, I think in a <laughs> I think in similar fashion, assuming we're still doing the podcast at that point, this will probably be like two years down the line. Yeah, we still you, will be. You you will get the you will get the notice first, but it'll still keep it on the DL before telling the pod before telling the, the the world on the podcast that we're having another one part of the reason is just miss i never realized how how common miscarriages were and thankfully we didn't we we didn't have to deal with that um with our first pregnancy but you know we just didn't want to tell people we didn't want to tell too many people until lane was pretty far along sure some people will have it like week 20 like halfway through the pregnancy that's tough like that's really hard so i want to say we told you i can't remember it was week 20 some i think we told you and we finally told the, we finally told you know the podcast or i announced it on the podcast pretty late and it wasn't it wasn't really like that was the fear or that was the concern i guess i just wasn't really ready to say that you know that we're having kids <laughs> that i was having a kid finally but yeah, I guess when it comes to the second kid, there's, it's not like there's really much to hide at that point. It's not like a major, it, you know, yeah, it's a second kid, but it's not my first kid. It's not like we're, we're becoming parents for the first time. I also, and, and that was kind of the other thing when you're just like thinking about being becoming a parent again or becoming a parent to a second person, 
like you you know how to change diapers you know how to handle a lot of the things like it's 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 so funny thinking or it was so you weird already crazy. survived your first blowout yeah, yeah. he oh, he's had so many blowouts since man he had so many blowouts oh this week God. he just had another Dude, one today what are you feeding him milk <laughs> milk you guys are you guys are goofing on something he he had another one today well i think i, I was like it's the diaper it's the way that we're, pl- we're putting on the diaper but like i've been i've been really careful about the way that i've been putting these diapers on and he's still having blowouts i don't know what's going on dude. i don't know what's going on with this dude he's he's having a lot of um of acid reflux and i guess just stomach pains so he and you can like see it when he's like really in pain he'll like get super red and it seems like he's pushing with all his might so i feel like it's related to that he's constipated i don't think he's constant i don't know he might be. why would he push so hard his his poops are still just like uh they're they're yellow and seedy they're they're just normal they're seedy yeah that's what that's what baby poops are like when when you're drinking breast milk they're it just it looks seedy it's like little tiny yeah the, it, it's like liquidy it's like super soft like it's not it doesn't come out in like a log it's it's very like li- he's crying right now i don't think the microphone picks him up i but, heard it oh you hear him so yeah that's funny so the it, it's like uh, like they'll show you pictures when you when you're finally expecting a child and you take some birthing classes they'll show you pictures of it but it's it's like liquidy it's not pure liquid but it's like super mushy and they're like little, I guess, I don't know what it is that of the milk that gets digested the way it does, but they cut like, a, it, it gets broken down. There's like little like seedy looking dots in it. And so that's what his poops are like. I, we thought he was constipated, but when he was on, when he, when we were supplementing with formula, that was when he was really constipated. He still poops pretty frequently. It's, I think it's just the pain that he's in because of that, like acid reflux, as well as potentially whatever stomach problems that he's feeling. And he just kind of like tenses up when he's feeling like he he doesn't he doesn't have control of anything his arms and everything everything is just like flailing about, so I think he just doesn't have control and he just kind of like shoots him out like with a lot of force. I didn't I never like Google to see like how frequent it is the consistency that people have especially at this time period, like I've mentioned I think on the last two episodes, the fussiness is at like its extreme between week six and eight, typically. Right now, he is. We're just entering week five to, um, on Sunday. That'll be it'll be five weeks since he was born on Sunday, so we're we're reaching that point. But we're already experiencing that increase in fussiness that we didn't have in the past, which is I suspect what's causing this increase in uh, blowouts. It's just like exploding out of him, and unless that diaper is just like perfectly sealed on him, it's just not staying in. And it, it like comes out like wherever it can. Sometimes it's out the back, like up his. It goes up his back. Sometimes oh, it's out like the leg. So I've been trying to like do different things and like really check that to make sure that the diaper's secure. But part of it is he's so squirmy that the diaper will like you know it it, it shifts and moves. So while he's wearing it, you won't notice it because we got like shorts on him. So the diaper just might not be perfectly applied anymore because it's been a bit since we changed him. So. I don't know. So far, we haven't had a blowout on like anything crazy. Like his mamaru got. We've had a blowout on the mamaru twice now, but we haven't got anything like on the carpet or the walls yet. So that's a win, I guess. It's yeah. mostly confined just to his clothes or like a bed. <laughs> um, but yeah. 
Nice. I mean, the fact that you haven't gotten it on anything too serious is good. Yeah, yeah, that's a win. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, glad to hear that. You know, he's uh, you were able to get quality, quality social media content out of him. Yeah, yeah. I don't post on social media, so it's key though. It's key that you get that. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point of all this, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm seeing a lot of people that I know that we know from high school, or even some from college, that are having babies like right around the same time. Yeah. And it's funny. Just I just like scroll down like five pages or five like updates, and I see a baby already. I it's know. it's funny seeing the size of babies or like you know some people had their baby like three months ago so i'm like oh this is what i can expect that like the size of gordon in three months or the level of alertness that he might have you know he might be smiling or at least or actually like looking at the camera he will he still he does make eye contact and he, he tracks you but a lot of the times he also looks straight through you so he can he can look at you and he can follow your eyes but sometimes he just won't do it because he's just in wherever whatever gordon land that he's in at the time i like that gordon land gordon land yeah uh it's not mr babyland not mr babyland this one's gordon land you really gotta be a little bit more consistent with uh with how you're naming this stuff <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say that's all I'm Look, gonna say. It, mr mr baby Mr. Baby's funny to me because it's usually what I refer to him like when I'm speaking directly to him. I don't usually call him Mr. Baby outside of that. Except you don't call him Mr. Baby to his face. I call no, I call him Mr. Baby to his face. That that's that I it's like I'm holding him like, oh Mr. Baby, what's the matter? Right? Yeah. Or like I'm I'm singing a rant, like I'm making up a song, and Mr. Baby is the word that I use, like or the name that I use for him, not Gordon. But and when I talk to Lena about him, sometimes I'll say Mr. Baby, but because I find it funny, but because I, I because I've consistently found it funny, I leaked I leaked that Mr. Baby into my conversation with you one time, but I still don't really yeah. call him Mr. Baby to anybody else. I won't like. <laughs> it's just stupid. It's funny though to me. Now remind me, how did you come up with that name? With Mr. Baby, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. There was no. I don't. There was a rhyme or reason for it. Initially, I called him Mr. Baby, and I was like, oh, I'm Dr. Daddy, and this is Mrs. Mommy over here. But Dr. Daddy and Mrs. Nah, Mommy, you really like, like nah, alliterations, I, don't you? That, that, you're, I never even think about that. But Mr. Baby, isn't there's no alliteration there. But I, 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 took, I took that back. I, I've just been going by Mr. Daddy. Um, this is Mr. Baby. I'm Mr. Daddy. One day, you'll be Mr. Daddy. But for now, you're Mr. Baby. I don't think I ever want to hear you call me Mr. Daddy ever again. Not you. I'm talking to Gordon. This is a quote. That made me. That made me feel really weird. I wanna, I don't I'm wanna, sorry. I'm I don't sorry. Wanna, I should have told you. I don't want to work through that with you right now. <laughs> I should have told you that there's. A, this is the quotation. This is a literal quote that I told him. I'm sitting. There, <laughs> I'm holding him and I'm talking to Lena. I'm. I'm, I'm talking to him. Lena's standing there in the kitchen. Then that yeah. was the conversation that I had with him. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. This is the 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 grade A quality that you can expect on the Stone Cold Sober podcast, right? But this is really just really plummeted all of a sudden this is this this podcast has turned into like a parenting podcast i think it's great though it's 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 yeah i mean it it, it's exactly what the podcast is advertised as right it's it's exploring like our lives and 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 what we're dealing with it i don't know if it's still described this way where i'm a graduate student and i think it might still say you're working at like at amex potentially i think i changed that recently oh okay 
So that's what it used to say, at least now, you know, now I'm a working professional, you're a working professional, but I'm married and I got a kid. So, uh, yeah, that's, this is, this is, this is what's the most relevant or what's constantly evolving and changing in my life at this point. So it does make sense that that's, that's what we talk about a lot. Exactly. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, let's get out of here today. All right. Sounds good. All right, cool. I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.